1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. Uh, my name is Don, and with me as always is Blake. Hey, Don, is it recording this time? It is. We just lost four minutes of good shit because Blake tried to sing in his Creed voice because we are talking about Creed before we recorded, but somehow we started singing that one song, Return to Innocence, from Pure Moods. <laughs> we just don't... We talked about Pure Moods for like ten minutes. Because, because it's... You can't... If you grew up in the 90s, if you're around our age, because I'm 35, you're 36, are you 37 yet? Almost. Almost, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be 36 later this year. If you're around our age, you just could not avoid seeing that Pure Moods commercial all the time on every... You'd be watching Rocco's Modern Life, and in comes this commercial that's targeting your mom? Sail away, sail away, sail away. It's good this time. Yeah, there. We got it. We got some pure moods. Your computer, your why is your 15-year-old computer not down with us not talking about cryptids? <laughs> I don't know. Why does it take why does it take stuff we record and then spontaneously convert it to super slow Your your nineteen ninety five Emac is like mm mm. Mm-hmm. Some facts about cryptids. Hey. It, me. It, it plays a mean Oregon trail though. So you can't the one, hate on it. Do you want to use the numpad or the mouse? Yeah, uh, numpad. Because that was dope. We had the little guy that would mm. spin. Yeah. yeah. In one of my, I think I was in middle school, we had uh, like Apple IIEs that played the original green version with the little guy that you spin to shoot. And then we had Windows machines that played the version with the mouse where it was just sort of first person and you would just click on the buffalo and kill the fuck out of them. You'd murder 15,000 pounds of meat and carry 100 yes. back. Yep. And my my favorite thing to do eventually, because you, you get to the point where you're pretty good at Oregon Trail, you know, and and you win. I never if, got good at it. You never got good at it? Oh, I ever completed it. Oh, I completed it a bunch of times, and so I just stopped trying to win, and I would see how early I could kill off the whole family, because it, you know, like you get to everyone that dies, you leave a headstone with their name on it. Beavis die of snake bite. Right, and then the next person who plays gets to see all your headstones. And so I would name all my characters like an ass bite. Penis died of dysentery. Exactly. And I would just giggle thinking about the next person to come along and run, run into that gravestone like four feet through Indiana. Well, these damn Indians would stop stealing my wagon tongues. Why do wagons need to taste things anyway? I don't understand. <laughs> it's just... I always thought you could just... Like, why can't I just float the river? This seems <laughs> yeah. do. And it never worked. You always, like, lost somebody. Somebody died and you lost all your shit. No. That's why you don't leave too early. Or is it too late? I Whatever. don't know. Okay, who gives a shit? I didn't uh, have it at home, so it was always playing it at school or at a friend's house. So, I, don't, you know, I don't think anybody had it at home. I don't think it was possible to buy it at home. 
it was only available through schools. Yes, like everybody had a version of uh, uh, Carmen San Diego, but I didn't know anybody who had Oregon Trail. Oh, I forgot about that. That game was. Is that game hard? I remember it being hard. Uh, I had the U.S. one, which wasn't too hard. The World one was harder. So uh, I don't know. I think I, it was World ones. It depends. I can't, I don't remember. It depends on how much you know geography. I had Encarta at home. Hell yeah! Well, fuck yeah! You play Mind Maze on Encarta. That's how I learned to plagiarize. <laughs> Just change some. You change most of it. Oh man, I I I remember. So, did you ever play Mind Maze, like the trivia game in Encarta? I don't think so. Oh, it was great. Like in the very first version of Encarta, every time you completed a level, you would just it would just be like, "Here's your prize," and it was just a Mad Lib, basically. And that's when I that's that's when I learned the word butt fuck, because (laughs) my my friend Ryan. Was okay. It was like verb, verb, noun, and I I don't remember the entire rhyme, but the first line of our Mad Lib was "butt fuck, butt fuck, butt fuck your shitmobile." Just <laughs> row, row, row your boat. Awesome. That's a that's a solid middle school. Oh fuck yeah! That's a concoction. It was a twelve year old boy thing that I still think is funny. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty solid. Yeah. All right. You you ready? Ready for my cryptid? Let's do it. Okay, so um, <clears throat> mine uh, mine is a Midwestern cryptid. It comes from the town of Van Meter, Iowa, which is... Is it like Cornfoot? <laughs> Cornquatch? <laughs> no. Kind of unknown casserole? <laughs> it's uh, So Van Meter has only 1,000 people now, and this all happened supposedly in 1903, and it had about 400 people, from what I could tell, around the early 20th century. Uh, it's not very far away from Des Moines. And that didn't mean much in 1903, and I'm not sure it means much now. Yeah. How far is it from Sioux, Cent, from Sioux City? Yeah, 300 hectares. I don't know. Hectare isn't even a measured distance. See, like that's, is that area? That's, yeah, that's, 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 that would be uh, volume. No. Surface area. It's a lot of leagues. It's four hundred. Uh, it's four hundred Eisenhowers. Okay, that's a callback to our third episode when we made up dead presidents. Yeah, old old timey measurement systems based on stovepipes, but not money because that's all the same size. Yeah. Uh, so uh, back in October nineteen oh three, and I looked to find if there was anything interesting that happened October nineteen oh three. Other than this, I found one thing. On October 22nd, Curly Howard of Three Stooges fame was born in 1903. Is he the cryptid? I wish. It would be much more interesting. So in in the month of October, in 1903, Van Meter was visited by an entity forever known as the Van Meter Visitor. It's just a French guy. Yeah. So, so that's it's funny you said that because I, I I wanted to ask like when you just hear Van Meter visitor, what com- like what do you think of? Like a Chinese man? Yeah. Like I just thought of like just like a tall weirdo. Just like, but but he's just, he's a guy and he's like oh hello welcome come to Van Meter I have this strange accent from all over the many places. And they captured him and put him in the zoo. Right. And then they shot him and said he was a cryptid, and, and there you go. Because uh, it's like the least assuming of all cryptid names. Oh, he's a visitor. Well, they're trying to just want to be polite. 
Yeah, they're, yeah, they're Midwest polite, but it, like some of our salad that contains no salad. But yeah, and you're only you, you politely accept that it's salad because you don't want to be like motherfucker. Where's the lettuce? This well, is well, mayonnaise for a salad. There. This is this is all Snickers chunks and marshmallow whip. I'm so irritated that in Parks and Rec they always talk about how they're the, the second fattest town. Or something, well, but you never see any fat people. Ron's a little overweight. So is Andy. Well, not Snook like Snookum's overweight. That's that's true. But whatever. People holding up the broccoli and, and cauliflower and don't know that what they're what they are. <laughs> they, oh, they have a trees. The child oh. size pop that's literally the size of a child. Yeah, I wanted to see way more rascals, rascal folk. So in that so, town. So even though like they just called it, oh, it's just a visitor. He just dropped by to say, hey, it, it, the legend is that, like a harrowing, terrifying experience. And, and I'm going to send you a picture of what a modern artist has interpreted this to look like. But what they claim to have seen was a half-human, half-bird, sort of bat kind of thing with horns. It was immune to bullets. It shot light beams from its forehead and it let out a terrible stench as it flew around town. <laughs> okay? And so here, I'm going to send you in. All part of the Van Meter visitor experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their tourism board, like, eh, maybe let's not call it that. All right. Just, I just sent you in the Google chat the, the picture of the Van Meter visitor. Yeah, the board of trustees. Whoa, that's badass looking. Uh-huh. That's not a visitor. Like, you need a better name for a laser dactyl. The Hawkwing album cover, if I yeah, ever saw one. That's that's a fucking boss from a JRPG. And does this thing, did it also blast prog rock when it flew around? <laughs> well, I guess that depends on how much you like prog rock. Yeah. Because, I mean, it did have, it did smell real bad, and <laughs> that, that joke didn't quite go where I wanted, was hoping it would go. Yeah, Peter's going to... Eaton is going to be in the court of the Crimson King tonight. <laughs> We're happy to be here at Van Meter tonight, shooting head beams from our laser birds yeah, and playing, bad, playing bad some ass. sweet uh, metal with a time signature of 16 and a half over 32. I don't know what that means. <laughs> We're in the key of CF minor diminished 12. Sure. Here, here's, a, here's a song about spaceships. An objectivism that lasts 82 minutes. <laughs> it's pro. All inspired by Dada. <laughs> the drawing is pretty dope. It's a it's a pterodactyl bat walking. Mm-hmm. You know how they do. Yep. Well, we assume how they do, but like bats do. Yep. Just like bat sh- just and shoot got a, laser beams laser. right the fuck out of his head. There's, it's super cool. There's, a, there's another a one right now. Here, I'm gonna, I want to send you the other one. Uh-huh. Just going to copy the link address here. So this one is kind of badass, but in like a, like an arcane devil worship sort of way. What a rad monster. Wait, let me find that. Yeah, doesn't it deserve a better name than the Visitor? Visitor? Yeah, like the, the Laser Dact. I like Laser Dact. Oh, yeah. that's pretty good. So like th- this is like... It's like oh, uh, like one of those things from from Beastmaster. Yeah, 
Look, have you seen Beastmaster? It looks like one of those bad things that eats people. Yes. Not like the not like the tiger that was obviously dyed black and they pretended it was a panther. Yeah. This looks like yeah, it's like a bat one of the bat people from Beastmaster yeah. and it's got a some kind of orb. Yeah, like a like a magical sigil. Thing. Like an arcane sigil just kind of glowing and floating in its chest between its between its cloaked wings. You think that's a an object it's floating or is that some kind of glowing like tattoo? I originally thought it was a glowing tattoo, but the more I look at it, the more it seems like a floating thing. All right, Don, good choice. This monster is yeah, metal. Right? It's like metal it. as fuck, and people in Iowa don't know metal, and so they called it the Van Meter Visitor. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. So, yeah. So the Van Meter Visitor. So um, apparently in 1903, some, quote, prominent and respected men from Van Meter, they saw this thing flying around, and like you do, they started shooting at it. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? The first shots were fired by a man named Eugene Griffith, and the the articles I found described him as an implement dealer. (laughs) An implement dealer? Which is like the shop in an RPG that's just the item shop. What are you going? Oh, I need to get some items. I'm going to go buy some items. What do you sell, sir? Items. Where there's like a dwarf named Furlu or something who sells you implements. Yeah. What? Oh, I have implements for sale. What kind of implements? Oh, all sorts, sir. I've got implements for digging. I have hammering implements. And it takes three dialogue screens to get to the buy menu. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's just the same shit they had in the last town. Two crossbow bolts, Furlu. (laughs) Shut up. That's not an implement. That's an item. You got to go next door for that. <laughs> oh wait, no, he was mistaken. Uh, I only sell items. Uh, crossbow bolts are a weapon. You got to go across the street for that. Like every town has a weapon shop. Every town, no matter where you go in a Japanese RPG, there's a shop that sells items, and a shop that sells weapons, and a shop that sells armor. Even though you, the protagonist, are basically the only person fighting anything. I know, can't they just put it all in one stop, a one-stop shop? Yeah, just have a general goods store where you buy all of the stuff. I don't know. Or just just the shit you need. So, UG Griffith, and, and another name we're going to come up here on pretty soon is O.V. White. And, like, these are just two of the weirdest sets of initials to go by instead of your first name. When was this again? This is 1903. Okay, that sounds... People weren't... They weren't just giving out their names. No, I'm, I'm going to say U.G. Griffith was Ulysses Grant Griffith. I think that's, that's probably a good bet. Uh, O.V. White. Stands for Universal Gangster. <laughs> Fuck yeah. U.G., motherfucker. That's uh, what U.G.'s. You know how U.G. that laser dactyl is? Yeah, it's U.G. as fuck. Universal Gangster. Because it came from another I planet. get a, a U.G. laser dactyl to respect you if you don't shoot at it. Uh, I mean, it's it's immune to bullets, so it's not like... I mean, it's just... It's asking for it, and then when you shoot it, it's like, yeah, way to go, motherfucker. You had balls. I suppose you could rap battle it, but they didn't know what to do in 1905. Oh, no, they didn't know rap. They could have, like, challenged were, it to a do do off Hopelessly behind the galaxy and rap battling. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next day, the town doctor shot it to similar lack of effect, uh, and he claims... That he took casts of its footprints, which had three big toes. 
Uh, but nobody has found those casts in the last 116 years. They don't seem to exist. Um, so then O.V. White, he comes into our story. I'm going to say he is uh, Ovaltine Vanta Black White. <laughs> Ovaltine. Uh, Mr. Ovaltine Vanta Black White, he lived above the hardware store like you do. And yeah, he started shooting at it. That's an old-timey thing. Mm-hmm. Where do you live? At a hardware store. Oh, I thought you lived above the implement store. No, too loud. Play that to kids now. Like, what, on the roof of the Home Depot? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so in the middle of the night, uh, he saw it, like, perched on a phone telephone pole and started shooting at it. And that woke up one of the neighbors. And that guy said that the visitor started hopping around like a kangaroo. So they saw a vulture. Uh, no. <laughs> Vultures hop. They saw they saw an '80s album cover. <laughs> they saw a Boris Vallejo piece. Oh, cool! <clears throat> then a barbarian brought some naked women around, and they were just shooting at it because it had all the naked women, and they couldn't get any of them. So, uh, so after after the third night, all the big tough men of Van Meter they decided to form anti cryptid posse because some other dude heard a noise near an abandoned coal mine. Oh, turn of the century, America! I don't yeah. know what to do. Let's make a mob. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a noise coming from the old coal mine down the way. Well, you know that couldn't possibly be anything but a giant space bird. Well, R- RF Pancake saw it, so... <laughs> uh, you know old Roger Flibbergit Pancake's never gonna lie to you about the coal mine noises. Hoo-hoo-hoo! I drink patent medication, which is mostly lead. <laughs> I see all kinds of things. <laughs> so, here's what the noise sounded like according to the Des Moines Daily News... On October 3rd, 1903, and this is secondary. I couldn't find the original, but it was quoted in a couple of different articles. Presently, the noise opened up again as though Satan and a regiment of imps were coming forth for battle. <laughs> See, it's metal as fuck. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. You got fucking Satan noises. You got a magic fucking laser dactyl, and they're just like, no, he's the visitor. Maybe, maybe Sticks had a time machine at some point. Jesus, I don't know. It just took one of their less known rock operas back to you know three by accident, performed it unknowingly to a turn of the century Iowa town. Nobody seems to like it. They keep shooting at us. Oh, they're not ready for it yet, but they will be. Man, you should see what they did to Yes when they tried to open for us. <laughs> this is your cousin, Marvin Sticks. <laughs> I got that new sound you're looking for. Listen to this. <laughs> I don't know the name of anyone from Sticks. Marvin Sticks. <laughs> is this the se- is this the senior Roboto? <laughs> Listen to this. It's your cousin, Marvin Roboto. Marvin Roboto. No, it'd be, it'd be a Marvin Kilroy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, right said. It's your cousin Marvin Fred. That's just Marvin Sticks. Oh, shit. No idea. Okay. Any Sticks is either. I just know that the, the dude in the 
in the show is Kilroy because <laughs> at the end of Mr. Robot, I love that story of Sticks. The one guy who was like running things just decided we're going to do a really bizarre rock opera storyline thing. And all these people used to going to a Sticks concert, go to what they think is a Sticks concert, and they're like singing it. There's like <laughs> robots and a whole storyline with plot and <laughs> like what the fuck is this? How can I? How can I get laid in the bathroom to this? Like if you you go to see Kiss and then they do they like do Les Mis for you. <laughs> that would that would improve both Kiss and Les Mis. How rad would that be if it was just Kiss oh, doing Les Mis? I would I would see the fuck out of that, and I hate both of those things. <laughs> All right, sweeten the pot, sweeten the pot, for you, Don. It's mini Kiss. What? Just a bunch of little people. Mini Kiss Les Mis. Oh, what would that be? Les, les Petit Mis Kiss? <laughs> les Petit Miserable de Kiss. It's not, it's not, it's not Kiss, though. It's, it's, so Mini Kiss, if you're going French, should be like La Bouchette, I think, maybe. And that's Kiss? That's kiss? Yeah, I think that's Kiss. I'm pretty sure that's Kiss. Maybe. Yeah. Does the adjective go no. after it? Like Spanish? that might be that might be lips. I don't know. My French isn't good. The lips. The, it's, the, it's mini flaming lips. The mini lips flaming doing... lips. There you go. A bunch of little people playing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyway, um, they the posse descended on the abandoned coal mine uh, with all their guns, and the visitor flew out with another visitor, a smaller visitor, a mini kiss version. <laughs> Up the visitor, if you will. Uh, they shot it, both of them. They were both bulletproof, and they went away. And supposedly, it eventually returned to the coal mine and was never seen again. Huh. So this all happened over the course of a few days in October 1903. Uh, and then in the last 10 years, a couple of locals named Chad Lewis and, and a librarian named Jolena Walker, they decided to start investigating that. Uh, they are hot on the trail of this 116-year-old bullshit story. Uh, Chad Lewis, oh, wait, no, that's wrong quote. Jolena Walker, she says, quote, uh, depends on your belief system. I know there is good and I know there is evil. I believe there is a god, so I believe there is a demon. I'm saying it was evil. So it's uh, like, it's magic. Yeah, it's evil and it's magic, just like the devil's lettuce and uh, that really loud music that the kids listen to these days. Yeah, like Judas Priest. Oh, my Those God. So wrong. Iron Maiden. Do they know they're naming themselves after a torture device? That was a bullshit torture device. But so? Don't you fucking talk shit about Maiden? No, the... What I just say? Dreams. Shut your they mouth! Were, you were just made. Shut up! Carnival Shut Dutch. up! Fuck off! Well, Iron Maiden's fucking rad. I mean, the the torture device is not a real thing. I know. Come on, it's metal about history. Of course, I love Maiden. Yeah. So uh, Chad Lewis, he. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's pure moods again. Now, that was the trooper. Chad Chad Lewis does not think it could possibly have been a hoax. Because if it was a hoaxer, the guns would have killed him. Because that's the problem with the story of a hoaxer flying around town and yeah. shooting laser beams from his forehead is that he was bulletproof. So meanwhile, in 1903, speaking of flying, while these 
corn-fed bumpkins are chasing pterodactyls. <laughs> the Wright brothers are flying in airplane for yep. the first time. Yep, they're working on actually flying, and these guys are just like making up a story to tell their kids about the time they shot an alien thing from the sky and it didn't work. Oh, and also it stunk real bad, you guys. So the stink dactyl. The st- yeah, I like laser dactyl better. Stink. Yep. Stink. It's like like Nightcrawler and the X Men. Whenever he teleports, there's supposed to be a smell of brimstone, but they just don't really talk about that anymore because the fact that he teleports and fights with three swords at a time is way cooler. What does brimstone smell like? Sulfur. Oh, okay. Smells well, like hell. For smells like smells like farts. Satan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So uh, here's something. Here's what here's what Chad Lewis has to say about about 1903. He says it was an era when anything was possible. Science was starting to gain momentum. In fact, they had just discovered the mountain gorilla. So the beast in the jungle was real. People were open to the fact that anything could happen. That's just right, like folks. today. Yeah. In in 1903, science was just gaining momentum. 1903, the world when we had already started working out quantum theory. Einstein was only two years away from publishing Special Relativity. He'd already discovered the photoelectric effect. We had no idea what was going on. Was that early? Yeah. 1905 was relativity? Relativity. Special relativity. General relativity came a lot later. But uh, but still, yeah, way earlier. Oh, yeah. Like, the the whole, like, the quantum, the relativistic and quantum revolutions happened way fucking earlier than you think they did. I didn't think that happened until, like, the 20s. Uh, that was when we, like, Quantum Revolution hit hit hard in the 20s. Okay. But when they, in the early 20th century, when they were describing, they started describing how atoms work, that's what kind of broke us into, oh, okay, so there are things happening here with, elect, you know, the or, orbits of electrons. It's not quite what Bohr says it is. It's different, and that sort of the ball rolling for quantum mechanics. Which, yeah, cool. came about so 20 years later. Because I didn't really think any of that was going until, like, the late 20s yeah. into the 30s. So, uh, now, Van Meter is a tiny American town, so you can guess what happens every year. Oh, they have their, their Metal Dactyl Festival. They do. They have a Van Meter visitor, visitor Festival. And uh, I got a picture of one of the guests from this year because he's just too goofy looking not to ridicule him a little bit. There'd uh, be a wing-eating contest. Here's this dude. committee he's going to be speaking about the time he spent managing the manila schoolhouse an active paranormal site in manila iowa yeah he's going to be for a surprise with barf team fast ropes out of our zeppelin Fuck yeah. what he doesn't know is that we only uh use bigfoot as a cover to hunt for whatever the fuck we want to hunt for yeah but we still make chris hemsworth dress as bigfoot was it chris Hem- is that who we had no hemsworth always stayed in the zeppelin he was right. the zeppelin pilot yeah. Guys, I want to come down. No, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Hemsworth. Tired of staying in the Zeppelin. <laughs> I know. It's always going to be Kiwi now. Reese Davies is up there, too. I, I, yeah. somehow, I somehow became uh, from New Zealand. <laughs> staying in the Zeppelin's all right, I guess. Speaking of, have you seen the first episode of What We Do in the Shadows yet? Everything really well from here. <laughs> it's quite nice and yep. airy. Hmm. <laughs> quite. The view is spectacular. Yes, I did see it. Was it good? It was good. Control. It's try. It was basically just the movie, mm-hmm. 
for one episode. I'm gonna track it down. But when they when they break out of just doing the movie, do their own thing, I think it's gonna be really good. Cool. So, uh, so Matt for a first episode, Matt, and Matt Matt Berry's the best part, obviously. Oh, he's the best part of like everything he's in. <laughs> just hearing his voice, he's got such a great voice. And they did they did a promo for the next one. He's like, I think we should be bats and fly over there. And he just goes poof and flies up onto a bat. And then she's like, he'll he like he doesn't have the directions, and then he immediately pops right back. I don't have the directions because <laughs> <laughs> so perfectly. I just. Knowing how to use that guy is yep. awesome. I would love to have him in something that I was responsible for. Like, uh, I don't know, but can we get Matt Berry? <laughs> I don't see him on the list of people. Can we get him? Someone did, call him. How do we call him? Did you even ask? Did you try to get Matt Berry? Why not? Why didn't you? you should, we I shouldn't were, have to tell you. Said we were doing Barf Team and you didn't call him? We got Chris Hemsworth for Christ's sake. We can get Matt Berry if we can get a Hemsworth. The Hemsworth. Number one... Class A Hemsworth. Yeah, the the the, the primary one, not yeah, one of those backup ones. Alpha Hemsworth, the Alec Baldwin of Hemsworths. Unless the Australian government's withholding Hemsworths. Well, it's a valuable resource. They have to hoard them like gold. They have a reserve. Yeah, in their in their warehouse. No, I'm thinking like yeah. a reserve in the outback. It, like they just have a Hemsworth. They have free ranging Hemsworths. <laughs> or it's like the seed the seed vault where there's just a. A bunker full of Hemsworth. They're mm-hmm. hoarding to yep. keep the price up. And just in case something like the world goes under, they have enough Hemsworths to keep making movies. So Australia's like the De Beers of Hemsworths. Yes. Yeah, they're forcing the price up. That's, Car- I mean, Joy haven't you ever heard the, the term blood, blood Hemsworths? <laughs> yeah. So anyway... So, other than this guy, there are a bunch of other bearded paranormal investigators, and then Chad Lewis, the uh, the visitor investigator, he's going to be there too. It's September twenty eighth. Uh, we could go. It's not. So that, it's like a ten hour drive from here. But from Indy, yeah, ish. I've driven like I drove to Nebraska, which is further, like way on the other side of Iowa, and it was like twelve hey, hours. You have to go to Iowa. Yeah, well. We Although, would be if we're going to disguise ourselves as paranormal investigators, we have to get shitty facial hair to apply. <laughs> yeah, I can't grow I can't grow a beard enough to look like a beard a bearded Bigfoot hunter. We'll just spirit gum one on there for you. Just a really bad one too. Just made made of pubes. Cuz then it'll look just like the real thing. Mhm. Cuz you can't be looking for spirits or bigfoot unless you have some kind of shitty facial hair yeah like a, a lot of like bigfoot hunters look like dudes who hang around comic shops and whenever a girl tries to buy a comic they're like <laughs> uh, uh, i bet you don't even know who spider-man's uncle's name was who got killed and it's taught like him with great power comes with great responsibility like comic book guy, but with flannel and cargo pants. Yeah, like they they're the kind of guy who when they're not hunting for cryptids they they gatekeep the shit that they enjoy for some reason. <laughs> oh, comic art for girls. I bet you even don't. I bet you don't know anything about the Yaren. Uh, I know everything about the Ahul. How dare you come and try to hunt cryptids in my cryptid museum? Some of somebody was trying to do that to what to a woman who wrote the comic book. That's amazing. I don't remember which one it was, but like. Ugh. 
that's totally not what Deadpool would do. Or I don't remember which character it was because I don't know comics. But <laughs> and she's like, no, it is because I, I actually wrote it. I do know a little bit about this character because yeah. I wrote several of the nice like of the whatever the like yeah, there was even the ones like the movie was based on or so I forget what details are. Okay, so uh, that's all I got for the Van Meter Visitor. There's not a lot to go on because they haven't discovered anything new other than the same old legend that people around Des Moines have known for a hundred years. So my uh, my real animal, I decided to focus on a couple of species of Midwestern bats because they're real things that fly around. And I like bats a lot. I want to talk about the little brown bat uh, yes. and the, the Indiana bat, which are both native to both Indiana and Iowa and Illinois. They're just Midwestern bats. So we've got uh, Myotis uh, lucifugus, which is the little brown bat, and Myotis sodalis, which is the Indiana bat. They're similar in most ways. They're small insectivorous bats. Uh, and like all bats, they're fucking awesome. And you want bats in your neighborhood because they eat the hell out of some mosquitoes. And like many species of bats, stunningly uncreative names. Yeah, but super cute. Like there are really... also bats like the long-nosed bat, mm-hmm. the big brown bat. Yeah, the silver-haired bat, the red bat, the hoary bat. Mm-hmm. Hoary bat. I like that one. Yeah, it's... me too. It looks like it's frosty. Uh, yeah, so I know bats can carry rabies, and as my, I, I love bats, and we keep talking about putting bat houses up in our backyard, but my wife has always cautioned me, you know, when we put the bat houses up, I don't care how cute they are, don't touch them, because they can be rabies carriers, and, um, but... As it, pretty much all mammals. Yeah, but, like, just don't touch them, and you're fine. They're nocturnal. Don't bother the bats, and they will eat your mosquitoes. Because generally... You don't see them unless they're mm-hmm. sick or we're somewhere mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be. And at, at night, if it's very, very quiet and you listen carefully and you haven't blown out the upper register of your hearing like I did at a Metallica concert two weeks ago, you can sometimes just barely hear, almost imperceptible at the edge of your hearing, the little echolocation chirps they make. Like it's, I can't hear that at all, but I see them all the time. Yeah. It's, it's just on the verge of ultrasonic. Uh, one time when I was in Spokane, Aaron and I went out to watch the Perseids and we were out far enough from civilization that we could hear the bats just barely. Wow. Yeah. So it was pretty it was cool. We saw, we saw some sweet meteors and, and heard bats. Um, a few of them in the Northwest, just, I mean, number wise, there's not a whole lot of species, but mm-hmm. you see them a lot in the summertime. So what's kind of – many things are cool about bats in general. Uh, like they can echolocate, of course. They have, uh, you know, sort of sonar. They're not actually blind. It's just that they're nocturnal, and it helps to be able to hear where things are by chirping at them and, and sussing out the, uh, you know, where the vibrations are coming back from. Um, what I think is coolest, though, is that they're mammals, which means they have pretty much all the same hand bones that we have, but they just evolved their – their fingers evolved into supports for the skin of their wings. And their order, Chiroptera, literally means hand wing. Hand wing. They, yeah. they kind of, it's sort of like air flippers. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. They and swim through the air kind of with webbed, webbed hands. Webbed hands. And it's, uh, what I mean, webs are, webs. Wings are cool in general because they crop up so much in the animal kingdom. But it's, it's always an example of um, conversion evolutions, like bat wings and bird wings, insect wings are all homologous structures, but they all took completely different paths to the same solution. Yeah, they're, I, they're built the same, they're structured differently. Right, and that's what I always find. Like, you know, like like whale fins versus fish fins. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's why my analogy for that would say to look at if you look at human design things that do the same stuff, they tend to look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, nuclear like attack submarines. The Soviet ones look just like the U.S. ones because right. they do the same thing. And and, and plans like, do the same thing. Even so. even before then, if you look at different radically different tool sets from different early hominid species from around the world and like different early human civilizations and one too you know a hand axe is a hand axe opposite end of the technological spectrum yeah um but. so yeah like evolution it's like why a dolphin looks like a shark yeah evolution forces certain Generally. certain adaptations no matter what your like the background whatever the background uh, origin of your species is, if you are under certain pressures, you're going to go in a certain direction to do certain yeah. things. Yeah. Only so many ways you can fly. Exactly. Great. Unfortunately, like you can't just like fart flames and, and fly like that. <laughs> That'd be a pretty interesting adaptation though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the real reason I decided to do bats today, apart from them being awesome is among the, you know, however many people are listening today, I want to raise some awareness of white nose syndrome. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know if that's is that is that one that's that's contained or is it spreading? God no, everywhere? no. White nose syndrome is like the emerald ash borer. It's it's really bad. Uh, there is still currently no treatment for white nose syndrome. Uh, from what I read just today, it looks like there like UV therapy may help, but good luck getting an entire colony of little brown bats exposed to enough UV light to kill off. The, the fungus. So if you don't know, white nose syndrome is a fungal infection. Uh, the fungus is called pseudo gymnoascus destructans, which is also pretty metal, but it just, it infects the skin of bats. It's incredibly contagious. It's super deadly. And once a colony catches it, it'll spread and it can kill in some of the colonies, 90 to a hundred percent of the bats are called of the colonies just wiped out. We're looking at probably six or 7 million bats as of 2012. That's the most recent number I could find dead in North America to white nose syndrome. Uh, there's nothing that we can do about it. We don't know how to cure it. We don't even know where it came from. Like, the origin of this fungus is a complete fucking mystery. So it's like the, what are, how do, I don't know how to pronounce it, the cure, cure, curetrid? Curetrid? Kytrid, whatever the, the one that, that amphibians have. I don't know that frogs, one. Frogs and toads? I don't know. I haven't heard about that one. C A. let me find it. It's like C-H-Y, what the hell is it? Frog, fungus. Let me spell it. Maybe you can. C H Y T R I B. C H Y T R I B. Chytrid, maybe. Chytrib. I don't know. I've never heard it pronounced. Oh. I've only seen it in I don't text. Know. When I hear it talked about, they just call it the frog fungus. Poor it's killing frogs. amphibians, salamanders, toads, and frogs. And no one knows where that came from either. So, uh,. Well, according to whitenosesyndrome.org, what you can do to help is you can put bat houses in your backyard uh, and then, uh, like, learn about bats and help raise awareness of bats. If you are a splunker, make sure your gear is all decontaminated because it one of the ways it spreads is from people going from bat cave to bat cave and not knowing they pick some up. Also, if you if you go in the wrong time of year and disrupt their hibernation, you can kill them that way too. Yeah, don't just leave them alone. Pretty much, give them a good place to live and leave them alone. It's very bad. 
because they're really cute up close. If you ever do get yeah. to see one up close, they're really cute. Yeah, I, I was splunking my senior year of high school, and I, I got I was crawling through a really narrow crevice, and I came maybe eight inches away from a teeny weeny little bat just chilling on a ledge, and it was adorable, and it peeped real loud when I shined my headlamp on it. <laughs> I got to see one that was in this old cabin we were cleaning out. And it was in there. It, it was trapped inside. And it was up against the window, mm-hmm. walking around, trying to get out the window. Oh, poor bat. And then it would, when it realized that we were looking at it, it, it would stop and turn and look at us. <laughs> and then try to get out more and then stop and look at us. And then finally, uh, somebody else kind of like swished the towel at it to get it to take off. And then it just flew out the door. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah, bats are cool. We don't want them to go away. That's all I got. Any final thoughts? I could talk about bats for a while, but yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, cool. Good Uh, animal choice, Don. Why, thank you. I thought you would like that one. I knew you liked bats. So, um, everybody, I guess we'll see you next week. And remember, be excellent to each other. And... Barf barf team, activate. Yeah, that... Thanks for listening once again, everybody, and we hope you like the show and you can tell everybody in the world about us and then maybe eight more people will listen. Uh, I don't know. I just ramble on like this every week and I never know what I'm going to say, so that's it. <laughs>